Hey. Hi. Here's your reminder that you are worthy and capable exactly as you are in this moment. Really? There's nothing wrong with the core of you and who you are. I think you're right. If you want to be a hot girl, then you are a hot girl. I am? If you want to do Pilates, you can do Pilates. Yes, I can. And never let anyone tell you any differently. I won't. Let's start the show. Let's go. Hey y'all, welcome back to Hot Girl Pilates. I'm so excited to chat with you this week. The last couple weeks have been, you know, really special, but also challenging in their own ways. Uh, So in this episode, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my thoughts on manifesting, doing the scary thing, and just a couple life updates plus a little Q&A. So every Tuesday on my Instagram story, I'm opening a Q&A box. So I just posted this a couple hours ago and I answer the questions on Wednesdays. I'm going to answer them here and then I will also answer them on my Instagram story. But I got some really great questions already that make me excited to share with you. So I'm going to do that today at the end of the episode. But first, let's talk about doing the scary thing. So I had an experience um, last weekend where I did something that kind of scared me a little bit and I felt that resistance. It's important to remember that every time we are moving toward a change, we're going to feel friction, we're going to feel resistance. And I felt that. But thankfully, I have such an incredible support system, and I got that inspiration and that push to just go for it. So I'm going to share about that. Uh, But first, I just want to talk about just a little conversation we had in the RPS community chat. This is where I can chat with all of my members outside of social media, Instagram, and TikTok, and we can just chat directly, which is really fun. And I'm so glad that folks shared with that, shared with the group what they do or what they've done recently that felt a little bit scary, but then the rewards that they received from doing it. And I want to keep that private. Um, but I just want to tell you that everything they shared, whether it was small, whether it was big, was so powerful and such a great reminder to just keep doing those things that feel a little bit scary or they feel like there's a little resistance throughout my entire life that has always been the right path to take when something feels just a little bit scary. So I hosted my second ever RPS meetup last weekend and it was so fun. It was scary though, because at this one, I wasn't able to bring like the people that I have in my life who take my classes, people who I see regularly in person. It just happened to be one of those days where folks were just busy. Um, So I knew that the people showing up would be people I've never met in person before. Um, So that intimidated me a little bit. And this opportunity of the Bala sample sale came up and It seemed like a perfect opportunity, but in my head, I had that, you know, self-criticism like, oh, this is, it's not enough. I have to be doing more, but I have such a great support system that was like, no, this is perfect. You're going to go shopping. You love shopping. You love Bala. Do it. Just do it. 
So I'm so glad I did that. And I met two lovely RPS members in person. We grabbed a coffee, we went on a walk and we went to the sample sale. But here's where things get a little bit interesting as far as manifesting and doing the scary thing. I decided to create a vision board using Canva. I've talked about Canva before in my hot girl life hacks episode. I think it's such a fantastic tool. It's so much more simple than Photoshop. It has great inspiration. They've just added a bunch of new features using AI technology, um, which is a whole nother subject. Some of that stuff is really scary, but it can be really useful. Um, And I created this vision board with a few things I wanted to achieve for myself in the coming months. And I've had Bala on there for a while. A few months ago, like just working with Bala, I just wanted to work with them. I love what, um, all, how they represent fitness, I feel like is really approachable. And it just feels so aligned with the way that I view fitness, which is more about having fun and enjoying a pleasurable experience and, you know, just creating that time for you, rewarding yourself, making yourself feel special, all those things. So I've had that on my vision board probably for, eight months on my, and I put it on my iPhone screen background. My phone is probably the thing I look at, you know, maybe the most besides Valentino throughout the day. So that's where I put it. And I was lucky enough to get, you know, my Bala Babe affiliate code, which is Ruth, all caps, 10. It gives you a discount on the Bala website, um, which is so cool. And it felt amazing. Uh, but I decided to keep it there because I just felt like I wanted a deeper partnership with them. Uh, and it looked, when I went to the meetup, I'm in line for a coffee. The two amazing badbies I met were waiting for me and I was in line for a coffee. I just felt like, okay, I got to get up. And I saw this gorgeous woman. She was standing in line in front of me and she had a Stanley cup, a Stanley water bottle. And I just thought, you know, what's the harm? I just want to compliment her bottle. It looks so cute. I'm a big water bottle fan. So I'm like, look at your Stanley. That's so cute. And we just had a quick conversation. She was so friendly, so nice. And she just gave me like great energy. I felt the bad bitch energy just oozing out of her. You know what I mean? So we end up going on the hawker walk. Me and these two badbies, it just felt like it was the perfect pairing. The people who showed up were exactly who was meant to be there. That's how it felt. So we go to the sample sale and we're looking through all the Bala stuff. It's so cute. I'm helping them pick out some props for their home practice. And behind the counter is the same woman with a Stanley cup. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I just met you at the coffee shop across the street. She was like, oh yeah. So I just thought that was super interesting. Um, I'm like, wow, does she work for Bala? But it, it just like was in my brain. So then after the event, which was just so fun, I'm looking through the ball of stories because they had reshared my post from that day. And I recognize the woman with the Stanley cup and she's tagged. So I go to her profile. Lo and behold, she's the co-founder and CEO of Bala. Yep. I met the CEO, which was just so mind blowing to me because I couldn't have imagined a more like low stress situation to meet someone who I just admire so much and who I would really love to work with. So it was just the perfect way to meet this person. 
And I decided to, to take action straight away and, you know, make a comment on one of her posts on Instagram so that we could get connected. And she sent me a DM and it was just so sweet. And even though I don't have any news for you yet about any kind of partnership with Bala, it just feels like a step in the right direction. And even if nothing comes out of it, it was just such a cool experience. And one of those moments where I start to think about manifesting and the power of it. And, you know, I don't know if I necessarily believe that, you know, repeating the same uh, thought in your head is going to achieve a goal, but instead by some kind of magical means, but instead just your focus on the things that you really want is so incredibly powerful And you'll continue to make choices in alignment with those things that you're focused on. And if you stay true to that course, so many things will happen in your favor. You know, I'm 30 years old and I'm not sure if there is some kind of mystical force at play. I don't know, you know, if I fully believe that, but I can tell you the experience I've had and and the power of what you focus on growing has been so very real for me. So that was such a great experience. And just in terms of doing the thing that scares you, one of the hardest things for me when I started RPS was just shifting my business from live classes that I was doing on Zoom to on-demand only. And there was a part of me that felt like if people weren't going to enjoy the on-demand classes, that it wasn't going to be... Uh, as successful as I wanted it to be if I wasn't doing those live classes. And here's the thing. When I did those live classes, it was such a draining thing for me to uh, make sure my internet was working, to make sure that I was like coming with the right energy every day. I, I put so much pressure on myself and I know that the people who came to my class would have accepted me in any way, shape, or form that I was feeling. But for my own personal sanity and my mental state, it wasn't a positive experience for me. But once I started doing on demand, it felt like it fit my life so much better. And I was truly able to show up exactly as I was without having to feel like I needed to put on a mask or present myself with a certain energy uh, just for that live class. I could do a class that was a bit slower if that was what I needed. I could express myself a little bit just in a way that felt a little bit more authentic to me. And in that way, filled up my cup more. So making that switch was hard. And I know that you're probably dealing and you have dealt with situations like this in your life where you're like, I know I feel called to make this change, but I'm not sure that how it will be received, but it feels right to me. I'm here to tell you, go for it. What's the worst thing that happens? You fail. You have to start over. You're going to be okay. I promise you that. So I hope that that gives you a little inspiration today. I also wanted to share, um, the same weekend that I went to the Bala sample sale, I picked up these beautiful new pots for my plants and I'm really working on like feeding my green thumb. I was a dance major in college, but I had a double major. My second major was plant soil and insect sciences. So I just really love plants and taking care of them. And I've had the plants that you see in my studio for years, like longer than my relationship with Kyle, my fiance. I've had these plants before I met him. And one of them has been struggling, y'all, so bad. And I'm like beating myself up because I'm trying so hard to bring her back. 
And it's a peace lily, if you're familiar with the plant. It's not a very hard plant to maintain. It's pretty low maintenance. But for some reason, she's just been struggling for like the last year. And I took her out of her pot and everything was kind of soaked and dense around her roots. So I was wondering, maybe like she's got some root rot going on. So I'm trying to take care of her and put her back in a smaller pot to try to help her grow. And y'all, she's still struggling. She is flopped over. I'm looking at her right now. Uh, I just, anyway, so if that gives you any kind of (laughs) consolation on like when you, when, even when you go to college for something, I literally studied plant soil insect science and I can't bring this plant to life. So if you've killed a plant, don't worry. You are not alone. Um, (laughs) just felt like sharing that. And one more little life update before we get into the Q and A. So Kyle and I got engaged in December more than a year ago right? Like the one year anniversary was this December of our engagement. And we have just not been wanting to plan a wedding. It just wasn't something that we desired. It wasn't something that would just come up for us naturally. And being engaged has been super fun. And I honestly really love that part. And it just hasn't come up for us to start planning a wedding. But one night, and this is a couple months ago, we both kind of realized that we didn't want a big extravagant wedding. As soon as we both sort of admitted that to each other, this weight was taken off our shoulders and it felt so much better. I'm so relieved that we had that conversation and it took so much of the pressure off us. And even though we didn't start planning right away, it just felt like we were on the same page and that when we were ready to start planning that it would be with the understanding that we don't want to be too fussy. We don't want anything huge. We actually want a pretty small, intimate wedding that feels best to us. But I was sort of like waiting for Kyle to initiate a conversation about the wedding. And I guess I felt like I was bringing it up more than him. And I just wanted him to feel, I wanted him to feel really ready. And I didn't want to force him to start planning when he wasn't desiring that. You know what I mean? So Um, we got to the, to a point last night where I was like, I really want you to like show some initiative and, you know, start planning this with me. And, and he actually did. And he really seemed interested and we made so much progress in planning our wedding. I will share with y'all that we are sort of interested in doing it at this certain pond. It's a pond, but we call it a lake as well. And it's where I spent all my summers growing up and where I was when I was a very little kid, like when I was born until I had to start going to first grade, I lived here and it has such a special place in my heart. And I believe I've shared this before, but right down the street is where Joseph Pilates would spend all his summers teaching at Jacob's pillow. And on this very lake, he would teach Pilates classes in the nude, um, on this like big rock that was off the beach, and there's photos of it. It's just so cool. And again, just in alignment with like manifesting and focusing on what you want. I just feel like ever since I was a little kid, I was meant to be like following this path, which just feels really good. So if we could get married there, I just feel like it would be perfect. And it feels so good to just have that place in mind, knowing that that's special to me and that Kyle is so like on board for that 
it just feels awesome. Um, so I just wanted to share that little update. And as things move forward, if y'all are interested in those details, I'm so more than happy to share like any wedding planning updates. Okay, let's get into the Q&A that I did on Instagram. And again, I'm going to answer these questions on Instagram tomorrow, but I wanted to just do like a little preview here. I thought that would be fun. So the first question I got is, if I have a recommendation for laundry detergent that keeps athletic wear fresh, oh my gosh, girl, like (laughs) if anyone listening to this does have advice, please let me know. I don't have any kind of specific technique for my active wear, but I do have a ton of it. I wash all my stuff in cold water. I use a powder detergent from, I think it's just Tide. I have seen, you know, some of the um, research that's been done on, on laundry detergent. And because I have psoriasis, I am interested in switching to a less toxic detergent, but for now, this is what I'm using and I air dry everything. So all of my athletic wear pieces after it comes out of the wash, which I use cold water only, I hang it to dry and that works for me. But if anyone has any hacks, please feel free to share. The second question, is there any reason not to wear shoes for stand standing exercises? Inserts keep my feet happy. Okay. So this question, it's, I have a couple things to share. Number one, whatever gets you exercising, if inserts and wearing sneakers with your inserts is going to get you exercising, do it. Okay. But I will make an argument for barefoot And that has to do with our proprioception. Our proprioception is our brain's way of knowing where our body is in space. So if you close your eyes, you can visualize kind of where your body is in space. Some people have that have developed this skill more than others. And Pilates is a practice that helps you to kind of fine tune your proprioception, your mind to muscle connection and Another way to increase your proprioception is to open up your like nerves and your nerve endings to feeling sensations of things like the floor. So when you're barefoot, your brain is getting all of these signals about the weight distribution of your foot on the floor, and it can really help you with the mechanics of standing, walking, running, just uh, getting that mind to muscle and all that information to your brain is really great for that mind to muscle connection. Is it completely mandatory? No. If I could make it mandatory, would I? Maybe, <laughs> but it's not mandatory. And again, whatever makes you show up, that's what I want you to do. But yeah, you'll see that I'm barefoot most of the time when I'm taking class and it's because I'm working on that, my proprioception and keeping the awareness of my feet really strong. You may have seen the trend for wide toe back, wide toe box shoes. And I'm so on board with that. I think it's great if we can allow our toes to spread a little bit more. And even in the realm of like Pilates socks, I've always preferred the closed toe socks, but I'm starting to see the benefits of wearing Pilates socks that have the toes separated. And hear me out again for that proprioception and that ability to spread your toes. That way your body mechanics aren't shifting around a bit of a contorted position of your foot. And 
Most people find those wide toe box shoes more comfortable. I'm so glad that you have inserts that you love, by the way, stick with those. Whatever feels comfortable is probably the best bet for you. Okay. My third question that I have here, I want to increase mobility and flexibility. Do you have any tips? Oh yeah. I have so many tips, but I'll start by just saying move more and especially move more in positions that you are not used to and do so with a practice that you enjoy. Because if you don't enjoy the practice, you're probably not going to show up. Now, anytime that you practice Pilates, any kind of fitness, you're going to be improving your mobility and your flexibility. So I think sometimes we get mobility and flexibility. These terms can be muddied or confused. And for the purposes of this podcast episode, let's refer to flexibility as the range of motion that you have in without, um, it's just the range of motion you have without forcing your muscles into the contraction. So think about the range of motion that you actually have access to and the range of motion you have when you have the assistance of something like gravity, right? Like if I'm sitting into a split, I might not be able to hit a split when if I'm hoisting myself up with ropes, you know, I don't have the strength to hold that 180 degree split, but I have the flexibility to do so on the mat, right? Um, and I like to think of mobility as just increasing that active range of motion. So that range that you have without uh, the assistance of something like gravity uh, or that pass, you know, the more passive positions. So if you want to increase your flexibility, The best way to do so is with static holds for about 30 seconds. That's kind of the latest on the flexibility front, but I believe that mobility is a bit more functional for us and you're working your mobility in all of my classes, whether you were using weights or not. I want you to be a little bit mindful in your practice of the places where you feel like you could use where it feels more restricted. We all have those spots. One side of the body is going to be tighter and we're going to have those areas where it's harder to access. And sometimes strengthening is the best bet in that scenario. I think it can be counterintuitive because we think flexibility, we just need to be stretching. But if you want that true mobility, I would definitely encourage active range of motion with weights slowly, you know, start with just body weight and then slowly move into adding weights. But if your goals overall are increasing mobility and flexibility, definitely start stretching and definitely start moving your body outside of the ranges that it's used to. Okay. I have one more question here that I'm going to answer on this episode. And it says, my friend said, I don't have a real job because I teach Pilates really pisses me off. You know what? That really pisses me off too. (laughs) And here's the thing, allow yourself to feel that, let yourself feel that anger because it is frustrating. And when you're passionate about something, having someone belittle it to your face is wild. It's so disrespectful. And I would encourage you to, you know, if this is a friend that you really care about to really express the way that made you feel 
because maybe they didn't recognize in that moment how hurtful that was. And I would encourage you to just step up for yourself and let that person know how it made you feel when they said that. And trust me, I have been there, you know, before I was a Pilates instructor, I was a professional dancer, but I had lots of side gigs and, and I always got that kind of impression from people like, oh, dance isn't a real job. Like, what do you do as a real job? You know, and at the time I did have side gigs. I was a barista, I was a server. I would uh, take any odd job here and there. And I also think it's sort of this cultural norm that a real job is one that you work 40 hours a week. Maybe it's even one that you don't enjoy. Like sometimes I think that is more of a standard for a job. Like it's something you don't enjoy. It's something you leave and you check out. And I don't think that's what a job should be. Like I want everyone to feel like they love their job. I understand that's really hard to do and it takes time uh, and space and privilege to have that be your life. But that really is what I want for everyone. Now, is Pilates a real job? Fuck yeah, it is. That's wild that someone would say that. I Here's the thing. You might be able to tell I'm pretty like... Um, I'm kind of like getting emotional about this topic because I've had a family member say this to me and I just laughed because I was like, I'm not going to, first of all, I'm not going to play this game just because, you know, this family member has a job that they, you know, don't like, or that feels like a drag to them. I don't have to sit here and explain why my job is a job. Me just existing and continuing to do my work is all that I need to know that my job is a job. But I was thinking in my head, like, oh, so are all of my clients fake clients? Are all my expenses fake expenses? (laughs) You know, like, is the income that I make fake money? It's just so silly that someone would think it's not a real job. And I'm here to tell you, it's not only a real job, but one of the best out there, if I do say so myself, you're providing a service, you are helping people, you are changing their lives in a way that's so much deeper than any other job I've had in my life. So please have a conversation with that friend. And, you know, if it's someone that you're not that close with, maybe you just kind of set a boundary where it's like, "Mm, maybe you're not uh, as, we're not as connected as I thought we were, you know, but if you really value that friendship, have a chat with that friend because you didn't deserve to hear that. And again, I'm just here to tell you, not only is it a real job, it's a fucking awesome job. (laughs) So thanks so much for listening to this episode. And I can't wait to talk to you next time. Don't forget to stand so tall and proud. And remember, you're a bad bitch. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I would love to connect with you on social media, on Instagram or TikTok. You can find me at Ruth Pilates Studio, all one word. If you'd like to try out any of my classes, on-demand programs, and challenges, and join this community of bad bees across the globe, you can sign up today for a seven-day free trial. Just check out the show notes for the details. And lastly, remember to stand so tall and proud. Can't wait to talk to you next.